5. Watch this carefully. You have to take your position. You see, if you don't have a pattern and you don't have anything specific that you go by, you just say, oh God, what am I going to do? You take a position. Here's your position. You trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You became a child of God at that moment. The promises of God and the power of God, now you are accessible to all of that. You take your position as a child of God. Now, he's your heavenly father. You have the right and the privilege and the position to call upon him in every single circumstance because of your relationship to Jesus Christ. You take your position. You take your position as a child of God. You can come to him. Ask, he says, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened. And all the promises about prayer. And so what we have is we have the awesome promise that he is interested and he'll do something about it. Now watch this. When you can come to the place that you say, God is interested in my problem. He's greater than my problem. And I know that he knows exactly what to do about my problems, no matter what they may be. When you begin to seek the Lord, here's what happens. Your problems get stunted. They get smaller and smaller and smaller for the simple reason God's becoming larger and larger and larger in your thinking. This awesome, great, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God, you have made a choice to seek him. You seek him first. Now, the first word out of your mouth, I just give you this as a suggestion, but when a problem hits us, the first word that comes out of our mouth should be Father. Father. When you do that, you have already set a sense of direction of how you're going to deal with this issue. What you're doing is you're inviting him in. Now, of course, he already understands all the details. When you say Father, what you're saying, you're inviting God with all of his supernatural power, and all of his love and devotion to you, you're inviting him into your life to deal with this issue. Now, if you first get to all get on the phone and call her or him or them and start talking to them about it, I can tell you what's happening. The more you talk to them, the bigger the problem gets. The more you talk to more people, the more confused you get. And then when you hear people say, well, if I were in your shoes, they're not in your shoes. They do not know. They're telling you something. I wouldn't say that they're always wrong. But I'm saying that's a very unhealthy thing for the simple reason nobody has your emotional makeup. Nobody knows the will of God like he does for your life. Nobody knows what his plan is. He may have a plan in this particular problem for you to go through suffering and heartache and pain to clean you up and to get your life right. So when somebody says, I know exactly where you are and I know exactly how you feel and if I were you, here's what I'd do. Mm -mm -mm. Don't tell anybody that because you don't know what you would do if you were them in their position, their emotional background, their very background, the way they think, their relationship to God, what's in their life that should not be, and what you don't know that. But what we do, we come to him and we say, Father, I'm resting in your awesome power and your faithfulness. Father. This is what Jehoshaphat did. He called upon the Lord. It's the first thing he did. Interested? Yes, God is interested. Bigger than the problem? Yes, he's bigger than the problem. And our first response, therefore, should be to seek him. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't talk to other people, but they certainly shouldn't be first. Because no one, listen, think about this. God is omniscient. He knows all the details. He knew this problem was coming a long time ago. He knows exactly what the solution is. 
He knows who needs to be involved, or if anybody does need to be involved. He knows exactly your makeup and how you will respond to certain things. So therefore, naturally, it is wise to call upon him first. Father, now let me give you a warning. If you're not a Christian, you cannot tell him that. Oh, you say, but I do. I talk to the Father all the time. Have you ever trusted Jesus? No. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You have rejected the Father's Son, and then you're coming to Him, but having rejected it. Oh, I haven't rejected Him. Well, you haven't trusted Him as Savior? No, but I'm, I'm still talking to the Father. Mm -mm -mm. You think you can, but you can't. And I'm not being critical. I'm just saying that's just the way it is. That's the way it is. The Father who loved you enough to die on the cross through his son Jesus Christ and you reject him and then you expect him to just answer your petitions and your prayers no matter what, you cannot reject Jesus Christ and have the blessing of Almighty God. You cannot. You say, well, I thought God loved everybody. He does. But he doesn't overlook sin. He doesn't overlook rebellion. He doesn't overlook pride. He doesn't overlook any of that. To reject his son is to reject help. And I plead with you in Jesus' name to trust him as your personal Savior. Thanks for joining us today for In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. If you haven't trusted in Jesus Christ as Savior, your sin is the first problem to be settled. He solved this issue when he was sacrificed on Calvary's cross in your place and mine. Trust in him today and receive his forgiveness. We'll hear more about solving problems through prayer tomorrow. And to listen again, click Today on Radio at our website, intouch.org. If you'd like a copy of today's complete message, Solving Problems Through Prayer, open our online bookstore to place your order. Again, that's intouch.org or call 1-800-IN-TOUCH. You can write to us at In Touch, Post Office Box 7900, Atlanta, Georgia 30357. In today's Moment with Charles Stanley, we'll be reassured that getting direction from God doesn't have to be complicated. That's just ahead. Are you living a life of preferences or one that's based on God's Word? To enjoy a strong life, one that makes an eternal impact, we have to break free from the factors that make us weak. In Dr. Charles Stanley's book, Standing Strong, believers will find encouragement to construct a life based on the strength of enduring faith built on uncompromised biblical convictions. To order your copy of Standing Strong, call 1-800-IN-TOUCH or visit intouch.org. In Touch Plus is streaming on Local Now, featuring all the best of Dr. Charles Stanley. We're to have strong convictions based on the Word of God. He's working out things that you and I would never know about in our future. In Touch Plus, your streaming network for quality Christian programming 24-7. Now watch this. In Touch Plus, streaming free on Local Now. You're listening to In Touch. Christians often wonder, how can I know when God is guiding me? Here's a moment with Charles Stanley. Well, uh, I think first the question you have to ask yourself is, is what I'm thinking consistent with what the Word of God teaches? 
is it consistent with the way God worked in the lives of other people in the Scripture? And I think so many times we make this difficult. So if I want to know how God thinks, I look to see in the Scripture how did he work in the lives of these men and women in the Scriptures. And so once I see how he works in their life, he hasn't changed. Human nature hasn't changed. And so God is willing to do the same in our own life. He's willing to show us very clearly. That's the work of the Holy Spirit, to help us to interpret and to discern rightly what God would have us to do in every single decision in life. So it isn't a complicated affair. If I wanted to know what you think, I ask you, then I'm going to get clear direction. And the same thing is true of God. And for example, you and I could be talking to each other, and you could tell me something while you meant something else. But with God, he's straight. What he says is what he means. And oftentimes the reason people have difficulty hearing him is because they don't really want to hear what he's got to say. <laughs> In other words, they'd like to sort of fashion a little bit, and mold a little bit, and massage it a little bit so that it fits what they want. If I really and truly want to hear from him, I must be surrendered to him so that whatever he says, I'm willing to receive it. You can learn more about seeking God in Scripture and through prayer at intouch.org. Tomorrow on In Touch, when facing a difficult situation, our prayers usually focus on the problem. We'll hear the value of praying God-centered prayers Thursday on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. This program is a presentation of In Touch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of God and your faithful prayers and gifts. Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look at an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Follow Your Heart is a slogan popularized by Disney movies, pop psychology, and social media. Ultimately, it's just another version of the oldest lie in the world, that you and I can be our own God. In his new book, Don't Follow Your Heart, Boldly Breaking the Ten Commandments of Self-Worship, how's that for a title? Professor Thaddeus Williams of Biola University has exposed this cult of self that's behind these mantras. Cult of self is, in a sense, the largest religion in the world and promises to elevate its adherence to the place and prerogative of God. In the end, however, like all of our bad ideas about God or ourselves, this is a lie that dehumanizes, leaving us empty, unsatisfied, and isolated. Don't follow your heart is a must-read, especially today, both wise in its analysis and practical in its applications. Today is the last day to receive a copy as our thank you for a gift of any amount to the Colson Center this month. Just visit colsoncenter.org slash January. Professor Thaddeus Williams shared more about the cult of self in a recent conversation with Shane Morris on the Colson Center's Upstream podcast. As he noted, everyone worships something. For Paul, it's never a question of the theist versus the atheist. For Paul, everybody worships. Everybody's a worshiper. Everybody's on their knees to someone or something, either the creator or the creation. So the key then is right worship. In today's version of the world's oldest idolatry, voices across our culture urge us always to put ourselves first, ultimately in the place of God, and as the supreme object of our devotion, allegiance, and obedience. At one point, Williams even lamented, well, who isn't telling us to follow our hearts? Still, this is a bad idea, and it has serious consequences. Here's Dr. Williams. Now, when you erase the creator-creature distinction, which has happened in the mainstream culture, that attribute of simplicity, or even 
we might say, impassibility, a lot of the divine attributes, sovereignty, we, we now start attributing to ourselves. And so now if someone denies anything about me, I'm the functional deity in my own universe. If you're denying my self-identity, you have committed the theological equivalent of blasphemy by refusing to acknowledge who I have identified as. And if we see that more clearly, we can reach our neighbors more effectively because we can see where they're actually coming from is the impossible, the burdensome, the soul-crushing perspective that they have to bear the burden of the God-sized task of creating and sustaining their own identity. Wouldn't it be more freeing to let God do what God does best, be the sovereign meaning maker, and live an authored life rather than continuing this unsustainable self-authorship? Now, if the follow-your-heart religion is indeed the dominant religion of our cultural moment, as Professor Williams argues, Christians, for the love of God and the love of our neighbors, will need to commit cultural heresy. We will only be able to find our true selves when we are in right relationship with God. We have to reject the death spiral of self-worship. We have to embrace, instead, the abundant life that Christ offers. Please get your copy of Don't Follow Your Heart, Boldly Breaking the Ten Commandments of Self-Worship by Thaddeus Williams. You can get one by making a gift of any amount to the Colson Center by January 31st. Just visit colsoncenter.org slash January. That's colsoncenter.org slash January. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint. Today's Breakpoint was co-authored by Jared Hayden. And for more resources to live like a Christian today, go to breakpoint.org.